So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses, and are still struggling to make ends meet? We have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life. We feel trapped inside of our businesses, and it is consuming our lives. How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about priorities. This is a a continuation of me going through John Maxwell's book, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0. We're on chapter two, and the name of the chapter is The Key to Leadership, Priorities. So priorities is one of the big things I've had trouble with in my life. Um, It's getting things prioritized correctly. Um, and in a timely manner, you know, getting my tasks prioritized and then getting them done in a timely manner. And those are your big two things where you're going to have to prioritize things in life is going to be time and task. And th- there's other things, too, but these are your big two. So there's all kinds of pressures that come along with prioritizing things. So I'm just going to kind of go into some of these things. So one of them is most people overestimate the importance of most things. And so what this means is that, so you're prioritizing tasks, things that you've got to get done in a day, right? And so <clears throat> we either overestimate the importance of one thing over another, and it's wrong. Um, or we overestimate or we underestimate time that it takes to do a certain priority. And so we'll, we'll talk about strategies on priorities in just a few minutes. But <clears throat> the big thing is, is that overestimating the importance of what a task is or what you're trying to do, what you're trying to prioritize, the thing that you're trying to prioritize. And so sometimes we, we, we take something that shouldn't be high on the priority list and put it there, which actually should be put further down the list or at the end of the list. And it may be something like it may be something like, oh, I like doing this, so I'm going to prioritize it higher because I like it. Which there may be something that needs to be higher on the list that you may not like to do as much, but it needs to be higher on the list. And then so you're overestimating what you like or what you don't like. <clears throat> so that there's that there's one thing. That's one of the pressures we get with prioritizing things. Another one is having too many priorities can paralyze people. So. I've had a manager once upon a time, and she um, couldn't prioritize anything because everything was a priority. She had to get, I mean, everything she had to do, it, it had to be done, right? It was all a priority. There was, I mean, like cleaning the bathrooms, answering emails, calling back customers, calling the boss, doing all these things. It was all a priority. And so what happened is, is that she got paralyzed and she couldn't do anything because everything was the most utmost importance to do. And so what would happen is that she would just ignore all of it and do something that she ended up liking. And so it caused huge problems with her. And luckily, I was able to coach her through some of this and get her past that. But um, this does happen to people. It is a it is a priority pressure. Another one is 
when small demands are given too much attention, big problems arise. And so what this means is that so um, if you're prioritizing task and it's something that can be left to the end of the day to do. So let's say like vacuum or or wipe down. So like in my UPS stores, vacuuming the floors, wiping down counters. We normally do that towards the end of the day. Well, what if you decide to do that towards the beginning of the day or middle of the day? And you put that in front of something really important like uh, responding back to a customer complaint. That's when big problems arise. And you got to make sure that you're prioritizing the things because you're not going to like dealing with that customer complaint, but it needs to be prioritized and get done as quickly as possible because we want to give our customers that extraordinary customer experience. And so if we just let them stew and get madder and madder and madder, it, it makes life a whole lot worse. So that there's one of the big things that that happens in UPS stores, that, that, that there's a very common thing that happens. So, um, so I really think, so I really want you to, when you prioritize things, it has nothing to do with the way you feel about a prod, about a task or a project or even what you're doing. It, it, it has to do with what's the best for you. What's the best for the company? What's the best for your job? What's the best for the best outcome to have? <clears throat> and you really have to pay attention to that. And that there's, that's the reason why you take emotions out of prioritizing things. Because if you start prioritizing with emotions, you're going to do the things that you like to do f- first, which may, which may be, so let's say that you're uh, a cleaning fanatic. Well, you may want to wipe down counters, dust, do all this other stuff. If you're the manager, because you love to clean, but you know, you may need to call your boss back. Or you may need to work on a claim or there's all kinds of answer some emails, customer emails, work on a printing project, things that are much more important than cleaning. But you like to clean. And so that is what you want to focus on. Well, that's not what you should be doing. So so you got to take your emotions out of uh, prioritizing. And, and that is one of the pressures is we, we get emotionally attached to certain tasks that we do. And so we need to pull that off or pull that away from that. So. Another thing that gives us pressure is making everything a priority means nothing is a priority. And that's why I was talking about having too many priorities paralyzes people. Well, making everything a priority is the same, same thing, basically. And so, you know, and so then you can't get anything done. So that's kind of self-explanatory. Another one is sometimes it takes an emergency to force people to prioritize. And that's sad. Uh, nobody likes because what's happened and then you're playing catch up, you're playing scramble, you're playing, you know, trying to trying to get get this thing done and causes way more extra stress for you. So you don't want things to get bad. You don't want to put things on the back burner. You don't want to forget about things. Uh, you want to make sure that you're getting the things done that needs to be done and prioritize them correctly. Um so when, when has, so, so the thing about it is, is that I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to think about this. When has a crisis demanded you to adjust your priorities? So think about that question. Answer that question for yourself, but it's a really great question. And I love that question. So the next thing we're going to go into, we're going to go into uh, the principles of priority. And so um, there's several really good ones here that we're going to go into. 
The first one is work smarter has a higher return than working harder. And so working smarter means is that if you are able to prioritize things correctly, right, and get the things that need the most attention, you know, your hot seat items, you know, your hot ticket items, all these things that that really need that are urgent that you need to get done now. If you prioritize stuff right, then you can work smarter. And the cool thing about working smarter, too, is that on your list of tasks that you that you do, especially if you're a manager, there's a lot of things on your list that you can just delegate out to someone else. So let's say that like cleaning the bathroom is on your list. You can delegate that out. Answering some emails. You can delegate that out. Working on claim paperwork. You can delegate that out. Putting up mail into our private mailboxes. You can delegate that out. So there's all kinds of things that we can delegate out. And what happened, what, what this does is that it keeps us from working harder. Now we're working smarter. And, it's, and the thing is, is that we're able to focus on the things that needs the most priority. The next one is um, you can't have it all. And so <laughs> um, a great story about my wife. My wife thinks that she's superwoman because she thinks that she can do everything and she can have it all and she can do everything and she doesn't need help. <clears throat> what happens is, is that she gets into this to this place to where she's got so much stress and anxiety on her that she gets paralyzed <clears throat> and drives me crazy. <coughs> Excuse me. Give me a little drink of water here. So it drives me crazy. And uh, and I call it superwoman syndrome that she has. And so and so so she's trying to be everything to everybody. And the thing about it is, is that you can't. You can't be everything to everybody. You can't have it all. You can want it all, but it doesn't mean that you can have it all. And so this, this is where priority comes in. So you need to prioritize the things that that you have to. And then once again, like I said earlier, you can delegate stuff out or you can put things, you know, you can schedule things out for other days too. That doesn't have to be done right then. So another one is good is always the enemy of best. And so I did a podcast here back. I don't, I don't remember how many episodes back. It's been a while. But I talked about um, good is the new average and <clears throat> good is always the enemy of best, of great. And so the thing about it is, is that if you're striving to be good, the thing about it is, is that you can never be great. You can never have the best. And so that is one of the great things about um, prioritizing is that is that once you prioritize your stuff correctly, you can become the best. You can become great. You can get the best work out of you. And so that is the great thing about prioritizing correctly. And then the next one is proactive beats reactive. And I love this. We always need to be proactive in everything that we do in life. Because if we're reacting to, to stuff, that means things have already happened. And we're not able to get ahead of the game. So, um, so here I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this little chart I've got here and it talks about, um, <clears throat> um, things that, that's either proactive or reactive. Okay. So proactive, uh, uh, being prepared, uh, reacting is repairing. 
proactive is planning ahead. Uh, reacting is living in the moment. <clears throat> proactive is picking up the phone and making uh, phone calls and contacting people. Reactive is waiting for the phone to ring. So you're just sitting around. <clears throat> Proactive is anticipating problems. Reactive is just when a problem arises, then you react to it. Proactive is seizing the moment. Reacting is waiting for the right moment. <clears throat> and you never, ever want to be waiting for the right moment. Uh, proactive is putting putting their priorities in the calendar. Reactive is putting other requests in their calendars. And so this one I love <clears throat> is that you are, this is a very true statement I'm fixing to say, is that if you are not in control of your calendar, someone else will be. <clears throat> and what that means is that if you're not the one scheduling your time and scheduling your day out, someone else will interrupt and put them into your calendar. And then you have to react to them putting themselves into your calendar. So <clears throat> it's like a phone call. So, so here you are, you're working, you're doing your stuff, and then you get a phone call and it's, and it's a interruption. And so what's happened is that somebody's put themselves into your calendar, into your time frame, and now you're reacting to whatever this phone call is. So the thing is, is that be be in control of your calendar. OK. And, you know, and sometimes you can't help things. But um, I have so like with my coaching clients, um, I'm very, very conscious. I use. Um, um, oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> my folks, my mind went completely blank. Um, I use a phone app. And the thing about it is, is that I prioritize within this, I prioritize stuff in this all the time. And, and I only, so, okay, let me back up. So between seven and seven 30 in the morning is when I normally try to answer emails and text messages from my coaching clients. Okay. And I do it again between three and three 30. <clears throat> And I don't answer anything else between those time frames. Those are the time frames I have is where I'm working. And so as I'm working, <clears throat> I want to make sure that I'm not getting interrupted. <clears throat> so I have control of my calendar. And so when I have control of my calendar, I don't let my coaching clients um, come in and do any and, and take control of that. I don't answer phone calls. Um, the app I was thinking of was Voxer. And so I tell people to use Voxer with, with Voxer, you're able to just do a one minute um, <clears throat> audio message, or you can text stuff in it too. And, and, and I, just, I just tell people, I said, you know, you can leave me a couple of Voxers. That's fine. I said, but I only check it twice a day, seven to seven thirty, three to three thirty every day. And I'm not going to, and you're not going to get an answer. So <clears throat> if it's after three, you'll probably get an answer between nine and 10 o'clock. Okay. Because the thing of it is, is I, I go through my stuff and then I start prioritizing my day and then I'll answer that stuff. And I only take 30 minutes. So I spend two hours a day <clears throat> answering um, coaching client stuff and that's it. So it's, so, so it's, so it's 30 minutes, you know, listening and answering stuff 
And then if I have to write emails or whatever back to people, if I have to do something longer, I schedule another 30 minutes for it. And it's not every day, but I spend no more than two hours a day doing that. And most of the time it's closer to an hour. So it's really a great thing. So Voxer is what I was using. I couldn't think of it a few minutes ago. Man, my mind just went blank. And then uh, proactive, investing time in people. And reacting is spending time with people. So if you're going to spend time with people, that's fine and dandy, but schedule it. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to a concert tonight or I'm going to out to dinner with my wife and and a couple of friends. You know, these things are fine. Um, But the thing is, but you're still being proactive instead of spending time with people. You're actually investing time in these people. And so, so spending time with them means is that they show up to your house all of a sudden not being invited. That's spending time with people. So when people show up unexpected, that there's a big thing. And and I'm all about scheduling stuff out and getting keeping my schedule, um, keeping my calendar scheduled up and everything else. I've done a podcast on this. You can go back and listen to it, um, and it should help you out. But, the, but these are some of the things about being um, proactive. <clears throat> Another one is the important needs to take precedence over urgency. So important, the important needs to take precedence over the urgent. Okay, so um, Stephen Covey has a thing to where to where it's a four quadrant piece, and it talks about um, important and unimportant, and urgent and 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 not urgent. <clears throat> and the thing about it is, is that um, if you download my my sheet, it will show you show you the, this this diagram of this four quadrants. And the thing about it is, is that the things that have to be done first in life is the important and urgent. Okay, those are the you know those are the um, the brush fires. Those, those, I mean, those are the dumpster fires. Those are the things that have to be done right now. And so, um, and so there's there's a couple of things that you can do. Um, and Maxwell talks about a couple of things that he uses, and one is the uh, Pareto principle, which is and people may know this as the um 80 20 rule too but it's but the name of it's called the, is the pareto principle so um <clears throat> so let's say that you're doing so this let's just say that you've got task okay what you're doing and on your task sheet you've got 10 tasks okay well two of those tasks will take up 80 percent of your production and the other eight of those tasks will only take up 20% of your production. So let me say that again. So task or priorities. So let's say that let's say you prioritized your task. And two of those will take up 80% of your production. or And then eight of them will only take 20% of your production. And so the thing about it is, is that... This is one of the principles, the 80-20 rule, um, that that applies to this also. I mean, the 80-20 rule applies to so many things in life, but this is a really cool way to look at your priorities and then production. So two of your priorities will take up 80% of your production, and 8% or 8 of your priorities will take up 20% of your production. So that there's one way to look at it. And then another way is you can look at the three R's. 
And so you can ask these three questions. And so it, it is, what is required of me? That's the first R. What is required of me? The second R is, what gives me the greatest return? And number three is, what is the most rewarding? So let me go over the three R's again one more time. What is the what is required of me? It's the first R. What gives me the greatest return is the second R. And what is the most rewarding is the third R. And so you can use the you can use the three R method to come up and figure out how to prioritize things. You know, so what is required of me for this task? What gives me the greatest return? And what's the most rewarding? And so these right here will help you juggle your priorities around and and it will also help you help with other people's expectations of you. So this is a great way to do this. Um, I I still prefer Stephen Covey's uh, The Four Quadrant Method that talks about um, the importance and urgency and unimportant and non-urgent. And so um, and so. If you download that, if you go, go to my resource page and get that, that document, it will really help you out because it talks about that. So what are the tasks you feel required of you, but you would rather have someone else do them because they don't leave you feeling fulfilled or accomplished? What would you need to change for you to delegate them? And so we're talking about the three R's, and this right here is one of the one of this is this is kind of the question on all of that. So let me ask that again: What are the tasks that you feel you are required that is required of you, but you would rather have someone else do because because they don't leave you feeling fulfilled or accomplished? What would you need to change for you to delegate them out? So a lot of times we get <clears throat> fully. Once again, I talked about this earlier is that we get totally 100% attached to our stuff, to our task. And the thing about it is, is that we really have to let stuff go, and we really have to delegate stuff out. So the next thing I want to talk about is proactive priority solutions, number three, which is making room for margin. And so <clears throat> margin is I call it white space in your life. I call it time in your calendar. Margin improves your self-awareness. Um, I call it downtime. You can call it whatever. I, I call it white space in my calendar because it's time that I just schedule out, and this is time that I think. This is time that I um, that I have some. I have quiet time with God. This is time that I do other things. And so <clears throat> margin or, or for me, white space in my calendar gives me um, improved self-awareness. It gives me the need to think of time. OK, so so I so, so it, it makes me think about my schedule. It makes me think about how I'm doing my schedule and how much time I'm putting out there that I'm that I'm using for thinking. OK, and it also provides me time to renew my energy. So throughout our day. We go through all kinds of this, you know, through our work day. We go through so much stuff. And sometimes we just need our batteries re-energized. And white space in your calendar will do that. It's taking 10 or 15 minutes here or there and just resting, closing your eyes, meditating, praying. <clears throat> do whatever, walking, 
exercising, doing something that is that is for you to help revitalize your mind, to help give you more focus. And I call it white space. I, it, it, it's white space in my calendar. And so, um, so I really encourage you to do that. So <clears throat> the question is, how do you create margin or white space? Well, um, evaluate and eliminate stuff in your in your schedule that is just trivial, okay? And always be changing stuff around to give yourself some of that time. Um, sometimes <clears throat> I do it. Um, sometimes a great time to do this is during your your commute, either to work or from work. And so turn off your radio, <clears throat> don't listen to anything like that, and just kind of get in this zone. And that there can really help you um, move forward. Another one is to fight to keep 20% of your calendar as white spaces like I was talking about. So 20% of your agenda, of your calendar in the day, Make it white space and you can break it up into sections. In fact, you need to break it up into sections because if you break it up into sections, you will be you will be restored and feel um, revitalized throughout the day. And so um, I, so really think about this. Really think about scheduling your life. I use Google calendars. Me and my wife share it. So I know what she's doing. She knows what I'm doing. And then I have another calendar attached to it. <clears throat> that shows just my personal stuff. So I have just John. I have John and Mary on together. And so ju- the just John stuff, get, I put in my white space. I put in my task. I schedule out my day throughout that, which includes the stuff that <clears throat> is on the schedule that that either she or I have scheduled for each of us for each of us to know. But for me personally, she doesn't need to know that at nine o'clock. <clears throat> I've got white space scheduled for 10 minutes. My wife doesn't care about that. Okay. She doesn't know that at, at seven o'clock I'm, I'm checking my Voxer. My wife doesn't care about that. So, so the big thing is, is about it is that if you're able to use a Google calendar, share a Google calendar with your significant other or business partner, and then have a personal one that is not shared so another one. So I have a so 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 I so I basically have a business one and I have a personal one. Me and my wife share our personal one, and then <clears throat> my business one goes on to that shared calendar, but she doesn't see it. I don't share my business piece with her because she doesn't need to know how I've got my day scheduled out. So anyhow, so I hope this is a bunch of food for thought on this. I hope that um, that this has helped you prioritize some of your stuff, some of your days, some of your tasks. Like I said, um, I'm here to serve you folks, and I thank you so much for listening. Um, We will be continuing on with this. Um, Monday, I have a podcast coming out with with a guy named Jeremy Stratton, and he's a lawyer from um, Australia, and he's going to give us a little bit of information about uh, why um, business law is so important as a small business owner. So, Tune in for Mondays, um, <clears throat> and then Friday's episode will will actually be a continuation of developing the leader within you 2.0. Okay, and we'll be talking about character on Friday. So, thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great one. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. 
this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.